Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 142. It's spaghetti. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, some call him fabulous. <laughs> I call him the man with the two first names, Adam Richard. Hello! Oh my god, it's so exciting being in a podcast. Welcome, welcome to the world of podcasting box cutters. How do you manage to fit all 130 kilos of me into that tiny little iPod? It's the, <laughs> it's the magic. It's the magic oh. of the iPod. To my right, as always, Brett Cropley. Good Woo! evening, viewers. And I swear I didn't have any uh, offshare, off, offshore uh, tax exile no. haven places. Nothing. Things, nothing. You, you like didn't? No, you had none? No. None. No. Being Paul Hogan. So no. Good night, evening, you, viewers. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. So you had none. I didn't actually say... No, no, I didn't have it. Hoag's, on the other hand... He says he's got none. He says he's got none as well. So, yeah. are you as trustworthy as Hoag's? Is that what you're saying, <laughs> Brett? <laughs> what? Do you know where they should be looking for Hoag's money? In Linda I'm- Kozlowski's enormous ass. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Richard, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you know he's in the studio. She's like two young divas. <laughs> see, <laughs> I, see, I was going to go under strops. Um, a little cap little, little cap Lifesaver cap. Do you know what I freaked out about no, watching... little cap thing, <laughs> <laughs> Watching 60 Minutes was that Paul Hogan clearly did not realise when he had himself paralysed from the neck up that you sometimes need facial expressions to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> he kept doing what I think he thought were jokes. And then there'd be sort of this weird twitch around about his eye. You think, oh, I think that's his sarcastic face. <laughs> oh, poor thing. He's- because, you know, he, he used to have quite a good range of, of facial I expressions. Know. Until he administered a stroke to himself. Y- yes. <laughs> Medically. Y- yes. He had voluntary stroke. <laughs> I says, that's, uh, that's the level you can expect from Box Cutters episode 142. Yeah, it I, I apologise in advance. <laughs> it is all about television. For the, uh, for the people at home, Adam, who, for whatever reason, mm. have been living in a hole, have no idea who you are. Oh no, that's that's probably everyone. Right. You are you are of course uh, star of Melbourne Breakfast Radio. Yes. Uh, star of uh, Celebrity Dog School. Yeah, that's well. S- star know. star of Spicks and Specs. I have been on that. Yes. Uh, you starred. Yeah. At that episode. Uh, yes, it is the most most YouTubed episode ever. <laughs> yeah. Of, of Spicks and Specs. Yeah. Was that for the the final segment where you did a where I sang? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I was an Australian Idol, which I secretly do want to still be on. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Anyway, and you pull it off. Well, oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, m- most recently, writer for the Green Guide. Yeah, which is very. Exciting. I'm mad for you know. Oh, being... that was you. Wasn't that somebody with a different name? Yes, yeah, no, they stopped my name wrong. Yeah, Adam, <laughs> Adam Richards. Because I, I thought, I thought, mm, Adam Richards. I don't know who that is. I reckon it's just Adam being, you know, Batman-like and having an alter ego. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so obese now, I actually have gone into plural. Ah! <laughs> it's enough of me to sit on two chairs on Qantas, so, well, you know, they've just decided I'm plural. <laughs> you know what? They're, they should just make bigger chairs. They really should. They really should. They do have bigger ones. They're up the front and they cost more. Ah! Oh. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. On uh, this episode of Box Cutters, we are going to be talking to Adam about his experience on Television. Yeah. We're also uh, going to talk to uh, Adam Richard about <laughs> his experience with advertising because you, you've made you've made a few ads and we've got a segment called I Don't Buy It yes. where we generally talk about uh, the the shit ads that are on that are on TV. But uh, instead, let's talk about the ads that you've made on TV. Okay. So we'll do that later. We've got a Ray Watch uh, with all the news about Sunday and Nightline and. Uh, 
Uh, Laurie Oakes wrote an excellent piece, uh, I think, in the Australian uh, this uh, this week after Friday. Yes, which was when the announcement came out. Yes, and uh, so we'll be talking about all of that uh, in a, a special Ray Watch. Got a whole bunch of pork, but as always, let's kick things off with the box cutters news. And in news just at hand, Ross McQueen still babysitting. <laughs> That's Ro- Ross. Ross yes. sits in your, your chair. I get that. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross McQueen still babysitting. I don't expect yeah. to be sitting here every week. No, it's okay. Really? Yeah. Do you want to? Oh, we'll no. have you. <laughs> It'll cost What's, you. Anyway, move along. Right. What's in the news? <laughs> right. In the news, Channel Seven have uh, uh, have paid a retirement village operator. <gasps> A six-figure sum, a seemingly undisclosed six-figure sum, because on their excellent news program today tonight, please don't use news. Current affairs, which, yeah. which has Current never <laughs> excellent news-based program <laughs> today tonight, which has never ever come under any kind of legal imbroglio. <gasps> never, never. They've never been to court. Never been to court. Isn't it imbroglio? Sorry, so mixing Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> yes, embroiled and Imbruglia. Yes, they've never, they've never been, they've never had a story about Natalie Imbruglia. They've never been torn. They've, no, never been. They've torn. never dated Daniel Johns or married him, <laughs> and then divorced him. Nothing today. Tonight, I've never done that. But they have, uh, they they have now uh, been forced to pay uh, a retirement village operator a six figure sum because they showed a. An 84-year-old woman mm. who, according to the story, was threatening to be kicked out of a nursing home, tied with a chain to the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Their story being that in protest, she tied herself to the nursing home with a chain. Right. Apparently, Turns though, out the reporter... Oh. She didn't have any chains until the reporter showed up. Yeah, and the, uh, the reporter, Nicholas Boot... Brought the chain with him to film the story, and the, and their excuse that Anna Curran is not a journalist but an entertainer that didn't hold water in court. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that it's entertainment. It's not really news. It's not did, really news. Did they try it on with that? Yeah, yeah. That's why she wasn't allowed to talk to the chaser. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There was that. But John Laws tried that on, didn't he? Yeah, with the yeah. whole, yeah, the yeah. whole yeah. cash for comment stuff. Yeah, everyone. I, we've tried that. But no one's really ever yeah, actually no said, hey, guys. You really say- entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Adam Richard, ladies and gentlemen. So Channel, Channel 7, I mean, it, it's an ongoing joke on, on this show. Channel 7 spend more time and more money in court than they do actually making television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just, again, like next week, what it's, what's it going to be? There's going to be another thing. And then another thing. And then another thing. You know, Channel 7 did not spend this much time in court when Christopher Scase owned them. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should sue them. We should take out a class action that there are no actual stars on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Not, not, since, could... not since Nolene Brown got kicked off. No. Have you, have you heard the cast of the latest series? They have, there is a scraping noise going T- on at the bottom us, of that barrel. Bring us, bring us your news. Tony Pierin. What? 
Tony Pierin. Channel 9 celebrity Tony Pierin. Yes, former Channel 9 former, celebrity yeah. Tony Pierin, who was doing that BBC um, soap opera. It was as out of the blue. That, uh, oh, yes, that which was, got axed. Yes, which got axed. So, yeah, which star, was produced for BBC. Star of that classic... Which is going to be on Channel 10. So, yeah, she's <laughs> gone from 9 to 10 and now to Dancing with the Star stars. of the classic Australian film All Men Are Liars. Yes. Tony Perrin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Singer of the fantastic song. <laughs> In your room. <laughs> I have her CD. I'm sure you do. I know. I saw her. I bumped into her at, uh, I think it was the Logies. I was like, oh, my God, Tony, I've got your CD. Do you want it back? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, Tony Pierin, uh, I believe a couple of cast members of Home and Away. And what? <laughs> I'm dancing with the stars? Oh, no! Never. <laughs> and uh, a host yet to be confirmed, but apparently Larry Emder. I did talk to Larry having worked with Larry before, previously, and I said, you know, are you up for it? And he's like, look, I'm probably, you know, in a list of names. I do believe my name is being bandied about. And then I said, would you do it? Would you host Dancing with the Stars? And he said, I have hosted Family Double Dare, Cash Bonanza and Celebrity Dog School. Of course I'd host it. <laughs> <laughs> People actually watch Dancing with the Stars. He'd be excellent. He is, he is still, I think, one, one of the greatest hosts yes. we've seen in Australia. And... Uh, I think wholly underrecognized. By Come on, the main event. Of- he managed to wrestle Georgie Parker. How, how did he do? Like the main event was just a ridiculous show that he managed to hold together. Yes, it's Larry, and and <laughs> I do love Larry. Cash Bonanza, <laughs> and he's got the cutest freckles. Really? Like he's twelve. Oh, bless Larry. So so you know. For uh, for all intents and purposes, let's say Larry and Larry. will be hope- hosting. Uh, Dancing, Dancing with, with the Stars. Because the whisper that I heard last week was Andrew G. <laughs> <laughs> so so I assume that he's on that list as well. Yes, he's probably on that list. But, what? Uh, yeah. I believe so. They want you know, someone with a bit of personality. It's almost oh, like on, these no, guys are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they wanted someone with personality, they'd get Sonia Kruger. <laughs> oh, I love Sonia. She's excellent. But she's better as a second banana. You think? Yeah. You're the first person we've had on who, who said that. Everyone else has said Sonia Kruger should have that See, role. See, everyone always said that about Bert, and then Bert gets to host things, and everyone's like, ooh, make him stop. Yeah. Put him back in the chair over in the corner. Dress him up like Dan Sousas. <laughs> yes. Put him in a wig and have him jump around <laughs> with a balloon. But stop him hosting things. Yes. So second bananas should know their place. Denise Drysdale. We had... Yeah. Uh, Ding dong. Lawrence uh, Mooney. We had Lawrence Mooney in here, mm-hmm. and uh, and we were talking about you know him being playing second banana to uh, Australia's most famous second banana, and yeah, she, you know she should have stayed second banana. Yes, and you know she's five kilos lighter in the chest now. Really? Yeah. We heard ten. Ten. Five, no, five each. Five, five from each. Side. Five from each. <laughs> still, you anyway, know, still, dong. it's it's not going to make me want to buy a bed any less. No. No. Brett, what have you got? Uh, in sad news, Estelle Giddy, <gasps> one of the stars of the Golden Girls, has passed on. Oh, Sophia. Ironically, the youngest Golden Girl. Yes, but playing the oldest. Yes, that's where the irony comes in. It was, uh, yeah, Sophia. Uh, she was born in 1923, which would make a... 84. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, there you go. It's sad. Yeah. It's, uh, passed away in her sleep of natural causes. Well, well she'd yeah, had dementia yeah. for about 10 years, the poor love. Well, ever since she uh, was in Stop and My Mum Will Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think she just made that decision by Oh, maybe, really? <laughs> maybe it was a, a bad decision to, uh, to accept that uh, the, the little pills that Sylvester Stallone was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, these will make you stronger. <laughs> and slightly paralysed. <laughs> 
So, uh, Estelle Getty, uh, is this the start of a, of a triple play? Because you know how celebrity deaths, we always say, and they come in threes, but then they're, they're just staggered throughout the year, and we go, ha yeah. that's the third one, and then another one dies. And we say, Weren't they supposed to stop dying? Are you saying she's the third one after Heath Ledger? No, there's been someone since oh, Heath okay. Ledger. Peter Sellers. No. <laughs> so, uh, so, so is that, that's all the news there, isn't it, yeah. Brett? It's, it's yeah. still, it's poor poor Estelle uh, Speaking hey, of... Hey, should we take bets on the next Golden Girl to pop their clogs? Because they're none of them young. No. No. I reckon the one that's not a man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say not be Arthur. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, well, yeah, Richard Mulligan's already dead. He lived yeah. next door to the Golden Girls yeah, he did. in Empty Nest. Uh, Rue McClanahan's still fighting fit. Although I did see her on Entertainment Tonight. She's had some sort of issue. Oh, really? Yeah, I think someone took her money. I reckon Betty White is going to outlast them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll still be doing stuff forever. Yeah. Because she's in, like, the Family Guy and stuff. She gets around. Is she in Family Guy? She's in Family Guy. It's a fantastic show. It's a shit show. It's a really what, good show. You're saying Thank you. Betty White... <laughs> Betty White being in Family Guy is the stamp of quality. And isn't? Adam West. <laughs> with, oh, with his, oh. his kitty crossbow. Hello, John Howard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam West is Mayor Adam West. Yeah. yeah. He's the mayor. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great. Anyway, Betty so, White. It's a great show. Uh, should we talk about uh, Mike Munro? Should we talk about him <gasps> in, uh, in in the Ray Watch? Ray Watch. Okay, there's Mike Munro news. You'll get it in Ray, Ray oh, Watch. You're hooking and teasing. Oh, yeah. You could be on commercial radio with oh, this kind of attitude. So that's what we're going to do. Funny yeah. there were some ads in between. Well, now we're just going to take a short break. <laughs> and uh, then we'll talk about what you buy at the supermarket. <laughs> Is that how it's done on Breakfast Radio, Adam? Um, not that. You, no. you can tell us your favourite. Call in with your favourite chocolate biscuits. No, that's Hamish and Andy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call now if you've got a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joss Whedon uh, has uh, has found out that the pilot episode of his new series, Dollhouse, mm-hmm. was too confusing for audiences. Mm. Well, I was confused by the story. So, so was I. <laughs> so, he is having the pilot now as the second episode and is making a new first episode. Oh, they did show. that with the Barnacle Woman and look what happened to her. Yeah, well that that was that was terrible. This I think I think there's a genius story in Dollhouse. I think you get to the end of the first season of Dollhouse and you'll go, "Oh my god, now it's all starting to fall into place." Yeah, but who's going to last that long? I will. Yeah, but you're a nerd. True. I I can't talk. I do watch Lost and I and who you doesn't? know I'm I'm mad for it, even though I did prefer it when it was just you know shadows and bushes. <laughs> what's in the bushes? We don't know. <laughs> now they say what's in the bushes? A creepy smoke monster. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. So, I really do think that on last summer got really stoned and went, oh my god, the smoke's going to get me. <laughs> Let's put in the show. <laughs> you know, Adam, I've been uh, I've been watching Lost from uh, from the beginning, yeah. so I can catch up to. Uh, rewatching it, from yeah, the re- rewatching it from the beginning, so that I can uh, catch up and uh, watching it, having learned a whole lot of stuff, and then watching it again and having the clues given to me again. Is it boring? No, it's amazing because I now go, oh, that's really important. <laughs> that's oh yes, yes, Claire, that's very important. <laughs> B. 
very important. You know, I interviewed Evangeline Lilly for. No. Um, yeah, yeah, she's completely gorgeous. Even I would have a crack. And uh, she, like, we were kind of brought up, you know, the island and them not having any hair care products or other things. And she did kind of imply that, uh, that uh, Claire <laughs> has too much makeup on. <laughs> And where does it come from? Yeah. Well, she's using charcoal. I thought No, perhaps. no, but there's, there's all that luggage from the plane that they salvaged. Yeah, no. There's all that, all that makeup that Shannon's not using anymore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there was a little bit of a... I don't, I don't think that, uh, that Evangeline Lilly and Emily DeRaven get along. Right. Reading between the lines. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were uh, both after the same hobbit. <laughs> Do you think... Anyway, so yes, Joss Whedon is making another first episode, so it'll be uh, kind of in the in the probably in the same way that comics have a an issue zero, yeah, and then an issue one. He'll have a, an episode zero, and then an episode one is is my guess. Right. Or this is just a fiendish Joss Whedon plot to add an extra episode to his season. Have you? I still do not understand the concept at all. It's, you know what, I think it, it will make a lot more sense in episode three. Yeah, see, I, I won't get to episode three if it makes no sense to me in episode you one. You totally will get to episode three. No. You'll sit there and you'll watch it. No. You will. I have, I'll, I've stopped doing that. Have I've you? grown up. Oh, see, I haven't. Doesn't it seem a little bit like Alias crossed with Men in Black? Uh, yeah, but Where you've also- got these secret agents going out and doing missions and then they have their white minds wiped clean. Yeah, it's it's alias crossed with kind of Men in Black, but I think also crossed with David Lynch's Lost Highway. I think that's that's where it comes down. And then see, I thought it sounded a little be, bit more like Balthazar Getty will uh, turn up at some stage <laughs> for no good reason with Sienna Miller with no topper. I'm into that. <laughs> I thought it sounded a little bit like The Prisoner. Yeah, it also sounds a little bit like I a think what we're all saying is it's really derivative of about 86 <laughs> things and Joss Whedon hasn't had an original idea in some time now. But if it's derivative of 86 different things, doesn't that in itself make it original? I don't know. I've read a lot of his comics lately and they're getting really, really repetitive and dull. Mm. I think Joss is a... Uh, I think he's boiled dry. Really? Yes. That's sad. Someone might need to refill the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a word to him after the show. Good boy. <laughs> Channel 9 has announced that it's uh, producing an Aussie and Australian version of Let It to Lady <gasps> and is uh, looking for some trashy local lasses to be the stars of it. Oh, they could cast on Brownlow night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they, they have a, uh, a website that uh, aspiring ladettes can uh, sign up for. Hey, and, uh, if you're a filthy scrubber, <laughs> if you're a filthy scrubber, go to this website. If you hate Kevin Rudd's stance on binge drinking. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a terrible uh, URL, but uh, go to channel9.9msn.com.au. I'm sure there'll be a link there. That in there itself to is a there. terrible they're, URL. They're doing a local version of Wipeout as well, that show where people yes. fall but off. They're, yeah. but, they're but they're shooting it in Argentina, yeah. which is where the, the sets are well, for yeah. the US Because they have no public liability laws. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, my understanding. I love it. That's, that's my understanding. So, uh, uh, so to all those uh, possible trash bags, if you like manners and think you're a perfect candidate, uh, you can apply... If, you've, if you're a domestic disaster, have a foul mouth, can drink any bloke under the table and prefer footy to fashion. If you, if you wiped your snotty nose on your sleeve while Brett was giving that description, <laughs> it's you he's talking about. Didn't they already make this show with Jackie O? Uh, no, <laughs> that, that, that was... 
<laughs> that was Thorpey's Angels. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, it's uh, we'll end up with a trip to Eggleston Hall, Ooh. which, which, which is, is where those those. Binsa, yeah. I just can't stand, and uh, I can't, I can't understand why anybody not, wants to be like him. It's not some scout hall in Northcote. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get, you get a trip on a bus. <laughs> you want to send them to Northcote. And lastly, in the news, the FCC in the US. This is a, a story that I've been waiting for the end of for nineteen this is, years. Is this the end, though? I believe this is the end. Right. A federal appeals court in the US has slapped the FCC <gasps> saying you cannot fine CBS $550,000 for the boob flash <laughs> seen during the Super Bowl. The wardrobe uh, malfunction. The, yes, what was known as a wardrobe malfunction. Justin Timberlake Justin Timberlake, yeah, trying to look at that filthy Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Looking at Janet Jackson's nipple Trying shield. to look at ni- J- Janet Jackson's nipple shield. I loved her nipple shield. It, was, it, was, mm. it looked like a little sun. <laughs> well, apparently there's a face on, on the nipple of Janet Jackson. Oh. Check it out online. There's a little face, like the face on Mars. Oh. Wow. Wow. I reckon there's alien life forms there. On Janet Jackson? <laughs> like... <laughs> Is that going to be the next sequel to Life on Mars? <laughs> Life on Janet Jackson's nipple? And that classiness oh. is the Box Cutters News. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. I wonder if we can get Pete Smith back on the show. Let's. Yes. I've heard that he's out of contract with Nine. <gasps> ah, he could tell some stories. He Does too. he live there? Because he always seemed to turn up when they went off air. <laughs> to say there's been a break in transmission. <laughs> but he must live on the premises. He does. He just they get they get him out. He, he comes across the the grounds in his dressing gown and and so, seriously, that's what I used to think as a kid. <laughs> he was just there, and Deeks he was down at Channel Seven in just in case. Yeah, well, Deeks actually was yeah, just down at I Channel Seven he, just in yes, case. I think he is still there. And uh, and you know what. What upsets me, and we will talk about you shortly. Oh, no, don't don't feel that. You Uh, have to. (laughs) But what upsets me is Channel 7 don't have those funny burning nitro funny cars ads anymore where Dixie would go, be there. Dixie did the the greatest voiceovers. He still does the JB Hi-Fi. Yes, but he doesn't be there. He's very excited about the broken window. uh, There used to be a, a show on Triple R called Eek. And uh, and they had Deeksy on doing that voice. It was oh. excellent. Deeksy's the best. Deeksy does great warm up. He's he's a, a warm up king. He does warm up for Dancing with the Stars, obviously, and it takes two. And he used to do the warm up and for uh, the Night Live. Australia's got talent, just not on that show. Um, <laughs> and he's he has this amazing line, and when he's excited, he goes, "Yeah!" So <laughs> <laughs> coming over, yeah! and he's he's got to be. 80, 90 years old by now. Yes, but his hair's only six months old. Ah, <laughs> nice. Now, Adam, you've uh, you, you've done your fair share mm. of Australian television. Yes, and I do apologise. Uh, I need to ask you first First off, Celebrity Dog School, what yep. happened there? Well, the six people who were watching it stopped, and so we got moved to Sunday afternoon <laughs> midday, and I went, oh, 
That's a ratings winner that time slot. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't see this not happening for the rest. No, they stopped it halfway through, and they stopped it. They so- stopped it. They pretended that it was the last episode, um, <laughs> because Amanda Vanstone was judging, and it looked like a finale. And I know you're wondering what she had to judge on Celebrity Dog School, but I will just say, as my mother used to say, it takes one to know one. But, um, <laughs> yes, we... Uh, it, it, she, it she, is a, she is a celebrity. Yeah. Matt Benson. I know. Uh, you, know you know, I... <laughs> I was quite terrified when I got asked to do the show. I was like, this is really confusing because, A, I'm not a celebrity. And, B, uh, at the time, I did not have a dog. Um, so it was quite an achievement for me, really, yes. to be cast in Celebrity Dog and School. So you got to you, you got a, a replacement dog because you had you had a dog, had a, dog, a lovely he, dog who, he, who died. He died, but you know, eight months before the show. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I got a new dog. I adopted a dog from the RSPCA, a little white Staffordshire Terrier, mm-hmm. and um, was filling in the adoption papers. It was like, oh my god, I'm fully Angelina Jolie, <laughs> <laughs> except I got a white one. Um, <laughs> So, so, so they they get you to get this dog, yeah, and then uh, it was my were, choice to get. I was going to get a dog, but I and wasn't. they had they had Melbourne contestants and Sydney contestants. Yes, they wanted to do the whole thing in Sydney, but, but then, then realised uh, they'd have to fly dogs to and from. Oh, they did. We had to fly to Sydney for one episode, which was bizarre because I went up with um, Kim Watkins and Robert Dippia Domenico, <laughs> <laughs> and Kim has a gigantic um, Doberman and. Uh, Dipper has a pug, an overweight pug, <laughs> that looked like a football. <laughs> I love pugs. They look like they have trouble breathing. But, um, yeah, so we did do an episode in Sydney. It was, it was really shambolic. And the thing with reality television is they make you do everything three or four times. It's like, this isn't reality. And the dog's not going to do it again. He's a dog. <laughs> he doesn't know about doing takes. <laughs> do they give you a script? No, but they kind of go, oh, that was really good. Let's do that again. It's like, well, no, he's, he's asleep now. He's licking himself. Do you want to film that? <laughs> he does that a lot. Because it was, it was kind of like you had to get the dog to do tricks. Yeah, you had to get the dogs to do the, the you know, it was the, it's the same course that they make dogs do for like, like sheepdog trials and that kind of thing. Right. It's the agility course. And, uh, you know, up a big six foot A-frame along a pole. Did Channel Nine buy that concept from another country? It was Channel Ten. Oh, so Channel Ten. Yeah. And it was uh, it was actually produced by the BBC oh. <laughs> in association with Freehand, who BBC are a part owner of. So, um, yeah, I worked with the BBC where they make Doctor mm-hmm. Who. So I kind of <laughs> so I'm having... hoping that glory rubbed off my ankle somewhere. <laughs> so did you have English crew running it? Or no, no, no. Was it, was it, it was at Freehand, which is uh, Peter Abbott that used to run um, Big, Big Brother. Brother. Yeah, it's his company. And, yeah, he sold off a chunk of it to to the BBC. So, what, so it was all Australian crew. What made them think it was a good idea? Because uh, everyone watched Dancing with the Stars and no one's, everyone was surprised by it. Do you know when, when Dancing with the Stars was first pitched, they kept the English title where it was called Strictly Come Dancing, but they changed it to Celebrity Come Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> And it's seriously, I was, I was doing a pilot at Channel 7 at the time and there was, there was all these like signs on the walls of Celebrity Come Dancing and they were fully talking about it as Celebrity Come Dancing until Daryl Summers agreed to do it. He goes, I'll do it on one proviso. It's not called Celebrity Come Dancing. <laughs> and so, they now 
called Dancing with the Stars. But um, yeah, because that worked, and everyone went, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! Let's celebrities in awkward situations. Yes, but unfortunately, it was Channel Ten, so they couldn't afford actual celebrities. <laughs> Hence, me and Dipper <laughs> and AJ from The Biggest Loser. AJ and Bianca Die, who is a is radio it- DJ in Sydney. <laughs> who knows? It's, it, hang on. Everyone knows her dad, though. Sorry. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone 50 and over knows her dad. I think it's 70 and over these days. Oh, Josh. really? <laughs> Izzy Dye. Uh, was, uh, I'm nearly 40, for Christ's sake. <laughs> was, was, was and, and anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Celebrity Dog School, clearly, what were they thinking? But... Uh, they were, they were What's thinking, your- you know, same with Battle of the Choirs. I thought, why would you make that show? Why would you put Koshi in a hosting role? Oh, my God. He's like a drunk uncle at a 21st. That's- <laughs> Do you know, I was watching it <laughs> this week and I saw possibly, I thought I looked embarrassed to be on Celebrity Dog School, but I made a fist of it and did a lot of innuendo because I had a hot trainer that was wearing a boiler suit. But, um, yeah, Tex Perkins up front of the assembled choirs on Battle of the Choirs. Oh. Singing, you can't always get what you want. Like no one was going to see it. <laughs> I saw Tex. it, Tex. I saw it, and you didn't look happy. <laughs> oh, how much were they paying you, Tex? Oh, they wouldn't have been paying him much. <laughs> That's oh. all. that money goes to Koshi's powder for his noggin. Oh, it does get shiny. <laughs> it does get shiny. Now you appeared on the first episode of Dancing with the Stars, did you not? Oh, I might have been in the audience. You were. Yeah. You were. <laughs> I texted you. Yeah, I've been I've been <laughs> dancing with the stars a lot. I love it. What's it like? Is it how does it come together as a, uh, a as a live show? It's it's kind of better as a live show, I think, because it's um especially with Pauline Hanson who had this stricken look on her face the whole time, <laughs> and it's like you just like I, I watched it back on TV and they just did not capture enough of Pauline Hanson looking terrified. Like <gasps> <laughs> I thought she was going to have a stroke. I was really excited. <laughs> I this is live. <laughs> but um yeah no it's 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 bizarre live. It's it's very strange. What's the favourite show you've ever done? Your favourite. That Not, I've ever done. Yeah. Been on. Yes. Uh, I was on a show that hasn't been on air yet called uh, Hole in the Wall. <laughs> which yeah, is... you're, the, you're, the only, you're the only person who has admitted to being on Hole in the Wall. Oh, I loved it. Because I got there and I was like, oh, this is going to be the best show ever because I'm going to get to make heaps of jokes about holes in walls. And, um, and Jules Lund, and <laughs> who's hosting it. And because um, you know the reason that, that Jules Lund is hosting is that, you know, they're terrified of uh, auditions at Channel 9. They just, they're like, they don't like to hold auditions. They just get someone who's already got a job there and go, you're doing this. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, I turned up and I was like, oh, it's going to be so exciting. There was like needy sports stars on the other team. And I thought I can so beat them because they're just going to, you know, actually try and win. And it was like, I think Shane Crawford and Loudy Talky, I think it's pronounced <laughs> Ludy, the diver. And, um, and Matthew Welsh, uh, who has been on everything with the word celebrity in it in the last six months. And... Then my team, hilarious, me, 130 kilos, Jonathan Coleman <laughs> and Jordan Raskopoulos from uh, Ronnie John's Half Hour. Oh, yeah, we were the Bomba team. <laughs> <laughs> Except they didn't realise that, you know, you put three heavy set boys in front of a piece of polystyrene and if we decide not to move, <laughs> you just got a pool full of polystyrene. <laughs> so we had to pretend to fall in the pool <laughs> to make it interesting television. <laughs> Look out for it. It's on after the Olympics on Channel 9. <laughs> oh, and as, as, as we know, as David Gingell said last week, after the Olympics, yeah. it's all Channel 9. 
Mm. You know, Channel 7 have August, but from September to November, that's all Channel 9. Yes. Except that the finals are, the, the football finals the are in, finals uh, in September. September. Dancing with the Stars is back on. Yeah. Aside from that, Ginge. Yeah. Aside from that. Yeah. It's all yours. It's, hey? all, it's all about celebrities being pushed in the water by a big pink wall. You, the you hole know, in it. You know what? You know what? Ginge had a, a surefire winning approach. With Sunday mornings between seven thirty and nine thirty. <laughs> now that's gone. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Fuck you, you know. Hello and welcome to today tonight. Every yeah. soap, word. soap and water. Oh, exactly, soap yeah. and water. Hello and Fuck you. I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. So, have you heard the news? I Last... haven't heard any news on You've Channel had... Nine because it's all gone. It's yes. all gone. Nightline which for a long time was my major source of news uh, as far as television news goes, mm-hmm. uh, which for a long time was the greatest nightly news show. Little, little Sydney-centric, but not too mm-hmm. much. And, uh, and, and covered really well. Finished almost instantly last <gasps> Friday night. They announced it on Friday. It finished on Friday. So Sandra Sully's alone at night now. No friends? No oh, friends. They've got a new set. Sandy. Yeah. <gasps> Pins out. Channel 10. Oh. Uh, she loves to get well, a news. Around every corner. <laughs> she and Brad. Sure, we get the, uh, the, uh, so, so, Nightline, gone. Same announcement. Sunday, going. <gasps> Sunday, the, the one-time stalwart commercial network current affairs program, without a doubt, one of the, the greatest we, we've seen on commercial mm. television, gone. Did they really not see it happening when they shoved it back to 7.30 without... I think they did it because they wanted it host? to go. I think what they're trying to do at Channel 9 is slowly chip away any little bit of Packer legacy. No, you know what it is. They're prepping for a sale. <laughs> they're sold. <laughs> yeah, now they're going to sell it again. Ah, oh, again? Yeah. Who is? The people who own Nine now, what they'll do is they'll ruin CBC. the network, and then 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 Jamie will buy it back like his dad used to. <gasps> yeah, and then build it back up again. And build oh. it, he'll yeah. buy it for a third of what he paid for it. So it's not we sold it for. It's not a bit like Air New Zealand buying assets and mm. ripping out all the assets, and then it's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> we I broke th- your airline. Very I think I think it's more like that, <laughs> unless th- they're going. For first draft picks for next season. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, that doesn't work in TV, no, it does, does it? doesn't work, do, no, doesn't no, work no, in no. TV. Because uh, they'll just get Jules Lund to do everything. Yeah, and Daryl. Uh, <laughs> so, Sunday had been on air for 27 years. Yes. twenty started in 1981. Uh, has uh, had interviews with every single Prime Minister mm-hmm. uh, in, in that time. Uh, was fantastic for uh, for getting political coverage and getting scoops. I mean... Laurie Oakes would get announcements from prime ministers, from opposition leaders. He would have essentially policy launches during his interviews on Sunday. It was where you would go to watch political news happen. Mm. And uh, and that is just now gone. That legacy is gone. There well, were also uh, long... Uh, they They had... And it was the... Last place on commercial television where you really had the long-form current affairs story. Well... Across more than one ad break. Yeah. Was it current affairs or did it get more magazine-y with the earlier start? 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the 7.30 thing. It's been dead to me for a long time, okay. Brett. No. But... You uh, mean back in the Yana days? Back... Oh, before... Pre-Yana. Pre-Yana. Jeff... Uh, Jeff Whaley? Jim mm. Whaley? Jim Whaley. Jim Whaley. It's going to be replaced by a one-hour Sunday morning news show oh. called Sunday Morning News. Um, and Laurie Oaks's uh, political interviews will be part of that. So we're not losing everything as far as... They don't as have... What's his face with his movie reviews? I quite liked him. Uh, Peter Thompson? Yeah. Jack Thompson's uh, he adopted would, brother. He was quite nice. Really? He's Jack Thompson's adopted brother. Jack Thompson is, is adopted. Oh, yes. And yeah. uh, Peter Thompson's parents adopted Jack Thompson. There you go. Uh, he, was, he was lovely, although uh, I do remember him giving... Uh, he, he would give Australian films... Just excellent reviews, yeah, regardless well. of quality. <laughs> he would always find something good and positive to, to say about Australian That's films. That's nice. Except when they were absolute pieces of... I think uh, there was a, a film called something like Breaking the Wings or, oh. uh, or Breaking the fly. Wind or something like that uh, about surfing. It, it was appalling. Appalling. But he found something nice. To he say. Uh, yeah. Did he then slag off an American film after it? No. Oh. He I I I don't think he ever saw a film he didn't like. Peter Thompson, <laughs> like Bill Collins. Yeah, but bless, bless. So uh, yeah, if you want to read a, a really good uh, obit of the Sunday, Sunday. Uh, Laurie Oakes has uh, has written a story in the actually in the Herald Sun, I believe. Uh, so you can find that on the interwebs. I'll try to uh, to put a link to it in the show notes. Now associated with that, uh, Mike Munro came out after the announcement. And he came out. Yeah, he was going totally gay. <laughs> as well, and and needs more time so that he can follow his new passions. Um, and is taking uh, early retirement. He, he can't watch Passions anymore. No, oh, it's cancelled. Mm. I miss it, the orangutan. Isn't, isn't he in for a surprise? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Munro. I never liked. What's he been doing lately, though? Other than you know the old "This Is Your Life" special. Well, he's still he's still, he's still doing a Sydney news anchoring on the weekend, oh and uh, and would uh, now like, and he's then, Joe Hall. <laughs> now and then, just get some mates together and and get a video camera and knock on some stranger's door and try to get a foot in. Yeah, and uh, and and just berate. That, that stranger. Good he times. would never have chained an old lady up to the radio. No, no. He, he, he would never have. He he also, he would never have, uh, I don't know, set up young kids on the doll to look like fools. <gasps> never. That was his journalist. That wasn't him. He'd never do that. No. <laughs> wasn't Ray anchoring no, at that point? Mike Munro was. Was he? Yeah. Or it was Mike Munro's story. Maybe. Either way. Uh, Mike Munro. Yeah, I never, I never really liked him. Never liked him uh, in his uh, journalism role. Never, or, you know, inverted commas, journalism role. <laughs> never, uh, never really uh, liked him as a host of uh, of This Is Your Life because I knew him as this asshole from A Current Affair, and and then he tries to be this nice guy. How much better would This Is Your Life have been if he actually stormed into Bert Newton's house and went through his drawers? It'd be great. While Paddy was trying to it, fight him off. It would, be, <laughs> it, it would be instead, This Is Your Life? <laughs> much better. 
Much better. So, so, so well, Mike Munro gone. Come Halloween, you'll be happy, Josh, because you won't have to look at his ugly mug on the screen. I haven't had to look at his ugly mug on screen Speaking for a long of, time. Can, can I just tell you my favourite news program, which is probably more to do with the hours that I work, but I love the 11am news on Channel 10. Sure, admittedly, I'm on um, 9am with David and Kim just before. <laughs> so it's just there in the green room while I'm getting changed. But um, I'm mad for it. Natasha Belling and Angela Bishop does half an hour of gossip off the internet. She's so horrible. <laughs> She's so good. Oh. She's so horrible. <laughs> I know. She, she, she really. I love seeing her on a red carpet, Angela Bishop. I love her with, with you know, a plunging neckline. Although someone should probably oh. tell her you need a neck for the line to plunge into. <laughs> but... <laughs> And she yeah. once had a, sh- a skirt on so short you could see her testicles. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great, the 11am news on Channel 10. Really? Yeah. See, I have a day job, so I can't... I don't yeah. get to, they don't let me watch TV j- during my day job. I've tried. <laughs> well, I've got the flexibility to be able to. I just choose not to. I watch Sunrise Upside Down with the sound turned down. How does that work for you? Well, you know, make it more interesting. Yeah. I suppose <laughs> doesn't make Mel any more attractive. Oh. <laughs> but Koshi, strangely, yes, upside down. <laughs> well, blood's rushing to his head. Yes, Beretta's still annoying. Do you do you actually go upside down? Do you just turn your television upside down? No, no, no. Because when when I, cause I do breakfast radio and I'm supposed to be facing forward and the TV is above my head, oh. so when I'm supposed to be, you know, listening and giggling to other people, I look up. <laughs> well, that's a, try to look up Mel's skirt, but no. That's a perfect work. segue from uh, Ray Watch into I Don't Bark because I want to talk to you about your breakfast radio ads. There you go. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Follows, 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 follows the ads. Now I can talk as much as I want. I've got this Slylick, Slylick, Slylick. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, this is Ricardo Montalbán. Get me a jury and show me how you can say hinge your lie. Go down on you. Adam Richard. Yes. Fox FM. Breakfast radio star, you mm-hmm. are the fabulous Adam Rich. You've yes. done a number of ads to promote that. Uh, yes, that television show. commercials. Uh, and in those television commercials, often you have the funniest bits, and often they are cut out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know they're cut out? Because I've seen long versions of them, oh. and I've seen you do hilarious things in them. And then when they're making shorter versions, they they you know focus on uh, Matt. And Joe, and then there's this other person who I've never seen before. That's Troy. And, right. He hosts the Powerball. Oh, does he? Oh. Yes. Oh. He does our weather in our time and says the names of the songs. Well, he'll be on uh, Celebrity Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Celebrity Dancing with the Stars. I'd like to see that. <laughs> I think actually would be in Celebrity Come Dancing. But uh. <laughs> So, why, why are they cutting the funny bits out? Is it because you're showing up? No, 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 no. I mean, it is, you know, it is the Matt and Joe show. Yeah, but... With the, with fabulous, the fabulous Adam Richard. Yeah, but, you know, in, when you've got 60 seconds, fine, you can fit lots of stuff in. But in a 30-second commercial, or even a 15-second commercial, really, you've got to get down to just, there's Matt, there's Joe, it's a show. Oh, oh, ad's com- finished. <laughs> finished our commercial. Are there... Uh, I mean, they, they do get to do fairly outrageous things. In the ads. Yes. Uh, have there been ads where you've just gone, no, I will not do that? Um, or your agent's gone, no, he will not do that? I was a little bit concerned about Nude Day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if only that we filmed it in, like, you know, July, and it was pouring down with rain in a gigantic warehouse in Port Melbourne where it was freezing cold, oh. and we were nude for 18 hours. 
That's too long to be nude. Because when, when you do nude stuff, because it's, you know, you're trying to keep things hidden, it's all a lot of choreography and it takes longer because you're nude. It's yeah. very annoying. But yeah, it was, you know, it was that, for those of you that haven't seen it, it was an ad where we were all pretending that we were nude at work all day. It was a wacky stunt that we did <laughs> every Thursday. Um. <laughs> did, you, did you even get to wear nude undies? Yeah, or, yeah, we all had, uh, we, we all, like, Joe had tracksuit pants on. Right. Because you never really saw below her waist, because, you know, that's... Uh, you wouldn't want to. Well, it's it's too rude, yeah. really, to even pretend to cover that bit up. Right. Yes. And there was there was one of Matt Tilly where um, he was barely obscured, but that could only be shown after nine o'clock at night. Oh. So, otherwise... In case it frightened the children. Well, yeah, no, you have to cut, but, you know, it's just rules about TV broadcasting. Like, you can't have even the suggestion of nudity from the waist down. Can't in, show... In PG. Or, so or younger really? mint on no. the TV. You couldn't see it anyway. She was wearing tracksuit pants. Right. They would have had, they were lead lined, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Superman could see that. <laughs> and I had digitally enhanced bosoms. But can I just say for a, a, an advertisement thing, if anyone has a copy of my sister's commercial she made when she was seven, I would love someone to put it up on YouTube or email it to me. Um, it was an ad for gold medal soft drinks with Ken Hunter, who then played for Carlton, and my sister and little friend, and, and they'd all sit in the um, Holiday Island slash Lasseter set at Channel 10 <laughs> drinking gold medal soft drinks. Like, it was really exciting. Oh, I used to love drinking gold medal soft drinks because yeah. we were a gold medal family, not a Slade's family. Yeah, there was gold and and Loy's and Loy's. Is that like yeah. those trucks with the crates? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I never had any of those. Oh, oh you missed out. Sugar in a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, the uh, yeah, the, uh, we'll find out. Do you remember yeah. that ad? I was, do remember that it was ad. A glorious that was your ad. sister. That was my little sister. Oh. Bless. I know. So if anyone's got a copy, please send it to me. So the, uh, the gold medal soft drink ad, yeah. you can uh, send it to Adam Care of Box Cutters, hooray at boxcutters.net. Or you can just send it to me at adamrichard.com. But, you know, you could. Problem. I, didn't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to give your email address out. It's, it, it's, I don't just, know. It's, it's just there on the internet. Everyone's got it. That's uh, true. That's, I have sold it a number of times. Yes. And those hideous choirs all found it when I slagged them off. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> We'll be talking about that in pork. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Uh, as far as uh, other ads that mm-hmm. uh, that you have done, have you non breakfast radio ads? Uh, not on the television, but you know we do a lot of radio ads, obviously on on the radio. Right. Have right. you had any approaches from Legos yet? But no, thankfully, no. Because I think that you're Italian. I, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also. Gigantically fat. I don't think they want to put out that message. <laughs> Eat Legos, it'll make you 130 <laughs> kilos of homosexual. <laughs> well, it's interesting because they did have Kate Fisher on, and yeah. uh, but she had lost a lot of weight by then, yes. and wasn't nearly as homosexual as she is. No, no. <laughs> but no, I yeah, I would have to think really seriously about doing a TV ad for a product other than you know the radio thing. That's in my contract. Is, I have is to that, do that. Is that because you'd be scared of of selling out? Or no, no, no. I'm happy to sell out. I was on hole in the bloody wall for Christ's <laughs> sake. Uh, celebrity dog school, anyone? <laughs> I so, just spent so a lot of time why? holding up a bag of schmackos during that. Uh, so, so why the the thought process to? Well, you know, I don't if they're wanna... throwing money at you, why not just take it? Uh, it depends what the money. Who was throwing the money at me? Like, for instance, McDonald's. the Nazi party. <laughs> Well, you say you say tomato, I said. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, yeah, I probably wouldn't. Right, 
Because, uh, you know, they're part of the reason I'm in this shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that... On that fat note... <laughs> Let's uh, let's finish it off with uh, the the very special. I don't buy it and go into some pork. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. Right so- now, it's time for half an hour of pork. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched. I watched this show on Fox Eight. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, and I thought, oh, new show, Fox 8, about vampires. Really? I'll watch it. Because as I, as, as I said uh, last week, when John Richard... John Richards. Richards. Oh, it's so confusing. I know. It's so confusing. Uh, when John Richards was in, uh, you know, give me a, a show about vampires. I'll watch it. I might not like it, but, but I'll watch, watch it. it. So, this one is called... Blood Ties mm-hmm. right. and Fox 8 in their uh, excellent way have bought 2006 shows from Canada <gasps> I love Canadian TV and, uh, and are showing this, uh, this, this show called uh, Blood Ties which is sent, set in Toronto mm. but filmed in Vancouver right but stinks like it was filmed in Toronto <laughs> <laughs> It really... I'm surprised is you it couldn't like Seinfeld, smell it at your house while I was watching it. Seinfeld it's, was filmed in LA, but set in New York. Is it like that? K- kinda. Right. Uh, but but less interesting. <laughs> and uh, it, it's really, really terrible. And they have the lowest budget. Well, it's Canada. Ever, huh? But lower. <laughs> Degrassi had more budget <gasps> than this than this show. Oh. This, which reminds me, we need to get back to kids' TV. Yes. At, at, Next week. And postcards from shows. And postcards from shows. All these segments <laughs> that I make up and then just don't continue. With. Uh, so, so, so is, it, is it like original series Doctor Who cheap? No. With, with no. sets that wobble no. around? Because, Blake because Seven. Original series, original series Doctor Who would, would say, well oh, there's, there's this great... There's this great big horrible thing, and then they would show you the great big horrible thing, and that would be made really cheaply. The way they're doing it in Blood Ties is uh, they'll look into a stereo microscope and go, uh, "See, the cells don't go together like normal human cells." Ooh. And, and then, uh, don't show and then you s- someone else will look in the microscope and go, "You're right, they don't." <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> that's all you'll see. They, they haven't even actually... paid for the little CSI animation. No, nah, have, oh. haven't paid. Haven't paid for anything. They get a blood sample. This is my because fa- you know. It's, I have, a, I have a science background, and so I love to see crap science on television. They get a blood sample from a, a body that they found, and uh, and she basically just puts the blood sample in a conical flask f- with with water in it, puts some I don't know other colouring in it, and uh, <laughs> uh, and then swirls it around a bit and goes, "Yes, I'll have to do some more tests." But I think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when do the vampires come? And what, what, what's the story? What, what is the story who of this show? Who knows? There's a, there's, there's a woman who is a, an investigator. It's based on a, a series of books, oh. uh, which I'd never heard of before. Canadian books. Probably. Uh, They're written in Canadian. Yeah. yeah. I'm in it's very, it's very awkward. Nancy Drew. And <laughs> uh, so she's, she's a private investigator. She used to be a cop, but now she's going blind. It, wasn't sa- that that show with um, Clive Owen? He was the cop going blind uh, on the ABC. 
Yeah, there's, this is this is worse. Or was he going deaf? No, he was going blind. Oh, okay. Was going, that was a good show. That was a really good show. Yeah. I love Clive Owen. What was it called? Uh, I don't know, Blind Justice or something. They're, they're, <laughs> was it blind they're all called Blind Justice. <laughs> that was the Rutger Hauer movie, wasn't Have it? Have you seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? <laughs> no. <laughs> I a, hear it's terrible. A, no, it's quite good. There's a funny, um, there's a, a spoof of a, an action drama with Kristen Bell. And um, <laughs> it's called Animal Instinct. <laughs> and they go to a murder scene. And it's like, oh, who's done the murder? And her eyes flash. And then the dog's eyes flash. And she goes, it was him. Because <laughs> she can talk to the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like that? <laughs> kind of. Because there's also... What's it a- called? Blood music. <laughs> <laughs> Blood music. Blood ties. Blood ties. There's also a vampire who uh, is investigating uh, the, uh, the the deaths that this private investigator is also investigating. The vampire, however, has this power of suggestion where he will say to someone, you must tell me the answer. <gasps> and they will tell him the answer. It's like the Jedi mind tricks. It is like, like the Jedi. But, oh, he, wow. but he'll talk normally and then he'll talk like this. Oh, like Batman. That's like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like... But Batman and the Joker having an argument it was just you. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker yeah. was a bit more nasal. <laughs> you don't the, know uh, what you're doing. So, so this this show is terrible. It's on Fox Eight on Thursday nights, I believe. You have to see it. It's after another. Why are you I believe, telling people to watch a bad show? Because it's really so terrible. Why don't you just tell them to watch Battle of the Choirs if they want to have their eyes hurt? <laughs> because because Battle of the Choirs also hurts your ears, and you might yeah, need them right. for later. Right you need that, you need your ears for listening to this show. <laughs> you don't need your eyes though. You don't need, need your eyes. Uh, there's there must be heaps of pork. Um, interesting that uh, Channel 10 are bringing back, and it rated quite well. Uh, Big Brother. Uh, thank God you're here. <laughs> yes, they're, uh, they're, they're bringing back um, repeats again. Yes. Bring back thank repeats. God you're here. Do they, have they got new ones coming up? Because no, Working, Working Dog, Dog announced that they weren't going to do anything this year. And no. then suddenly cha- no, they don't. Channel 10 are showing them. Channel 10 are just saying, relive your favourite episodes. Yeah, they're repeats. They say, it's coming back, relive your favourite episodes. They're not even pretending. Okay. Uh, speaking of which, though, the Hollow Men. We haven't discussed the Hollow Men no, on this no. show. It's very late for me. It's, it is. It's it's ten o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock, nine thirty, nine thirty. You can tape it and watch it after you eleven o'clock. News. Yeah, I could, but I have to get through about six episodes of EastEnders yet. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> Janine Butcher's back, and I'm very excited. Like, that was six months ago now. I'm really it's, behind. I have I have about two Men's... months of Jeopardy on my IQ. <laughs> it's, it's, and I'll, I'll go through marathons. Do you, do you like, like the Hollow Man? I've heard mixed reports. I, I do like the Hollow Man. It's, it's thought, very. I thought last week's. I knew you would like it because uh, I don't particularly. Because the, <laughs> nation, the nation is turning it off. Yeah, a hundred thousand of them every week seem to go. Oh, the, I'm not uh, watching that again. Are they? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't last week's last week's episode, which was the third episode, uh, was like one three minute sketch mm. jammed into twenty five minutes of television. Just really chappelled in as much as possible. I'm trying to think what the uh, uh, it, it was. Storyline it was there. all about the language of how do you tell Indonesia to bar down, right? Yeah, uh, and it was really a sketch. Right. And I laughed. I laughed for the first time in the Hollow Man in the first three minutes of this episode, and then just went. It's the same joke over and over and over oh, and no, over but, again. You know, they managed to get away with that on Are You Being Served for six years. It's are a well-worn ser- tradition. Are you being served had at least four different jokes? <laughs> and, 
And I, I was like, I watched an episode of Are You Being Served recently, and there are levels to that show that I had no idea yeah, about. Yeah, there's other floors to the building. No. <laughs> no. There's, uh, there's, there's this whole kind of class struggle thing going on oh, yeah. with, with Are You Being Served that I had no... I just thought it was about Miss Slocum, Slocum's pussy. Yes, and Mr. Humphrey's measuring people's inside measuring leg. People's inside leg, yes. <laughs> uh, but no, there's this... Like, Mrs. Slocum is a fantastic character because she yeah. puts on all these airs and graces, but then when she lets her guard down, when she really wants to tell someone... She sounds like she's from EastEnders. Yeah, she's quite cockney. It's... it's I really enjoyed... Like, I wouldn't watch it a lot, but I, it was eye-opening and to see it recently. And there was Captain Peacock. Captain, poor Captain Peacock, who was, you know, in the army and this is and was a captain in the army and obviously mm. had lots of respect. And now this is the uh, the best role he can have. It's quite a sad role. See how much more interesting this is than the Hollow Man. Yes. <laughs> and this is this is kind of my point. There are no levels to the Hollow Man. It's all it's all just one level. It seems it, it's lazy. I think Lockie Hume's very good. Oh, I like him. He's good. He's good, but he, I, I think he's better than other roles I've seen him in. I think he's better than pretty much everyone else in this show. It's, I mean, I still watch it, and I, you know, I kind of keep my finger on it and go, oh, okay, whatever. But it's not blowing my mind. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it started off. It was rating like one point two, one point three million when it started, and now it's down below nine hundred thousand. So. Yeah, and it's not just because I've turned on Working Dog because I'm still willing to like something that they do. Yeah, uh, and I was quite willing to like the Hollow Man, but uh, as a lot of people, second episode didn't do it for you. If no, not second episode didn't do it for me. Third episode definitely didn't do so it. So it was for quite me. interesting how how that was the the storyline for that was all about this uh, senator that wanted a diplomatic uh, posting, and then for Ireland Tim and Fisher, the Holy yes. See, and then Tim Fisher actually became the the <laughs> the, uh, the what are they called? Three and, well, three and a half million dollar hole in our pocket. <laughs> is that yeah, what they call it? Yeah, yeah, yes. uh, yeah. It's not enough to keep me interested. N- retrospective, uh, no. Not Maybe if you're older and like politics. Yeah, but still, if if the ABC and I, I believe this is the real reason the ABC didn't show the thick of it, because they knew that the Hollow Man was coming up, and they thought if they showed the thick of it, it would show the Hollow Man in being. Being in a poorer light. Really? That's right. my underst- That's my conspiracy, conspiracy theory for the week. The week. <laughs> that's that's, imp- that's John Richards would love that. That's implying that someone at the ABC knows what they're doing. Well, they've, they've, they've given me money, money in the series past. Of- they're fools. Well, you've, <laughs> you've been on the uh, the Spicks and Specs. Yes. You've, uh, you've gone through that three-hour recording of a half-hour show. Oh, no, I do, I, I do the quick ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just answer the questions. It seems to make the show finish. <laughs> <laughs> what you you were saying off here that you hadn't watched it until you're on. No, my sister have was you, mad for it. Have so it was you continued on, but I never to watch it. it again? It's very so. late at night because it's been interesting. Just recently, it's been coming in for a bit of criticism from viewers, and this is a problem they have with because they finish filming in May, and uh, you know they can't go and fix it. If it's something's wrong with it, yeah, in August, if, they uh, can't go back and go. Let's let's go and reshoot some of those episodes. Oh, that's right, Adam Hills is in Ireland doing a tour. So, uh, if uh, just for, for listeners before they uh, before they start writing on the blog at boxcutters.net, the newly redesigned blog. Oh, it looks gorgeous at boxcutters.net. Uh, 
when you say it's on too late at night, and if they go, oh, it's only on at eight thirty. What time do you have to get to work, uh, Adam Richard? I wake up at three thirty, right, and I work at home for an hour and a half. And then I get it to work at about 5, 5.15. Okay. So stop your whinging, is yeah. what we're saying. Mama gets up very early. Yeah. And I could tape stuff, but, you know, I've tried to watch television in the afternoon. And uh, if I try and watch quality television, I fall asleep just as much as if I'm watching a major TV movie with Jacqueline Smith. So really, it's easy to just watch what's on. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> My God, speaking of Jacqueline Smith, I have found the best reality show ever. Seriously. Really? Sheer genius. Sheer with an A. This yes, yes, I'm I'm, fam- I'm familiar I'm familiar with this show. Yes, the scar tissue formerly known as Jacqueline Smith hosts it and she looks bewildered all the time. And it's basically hairdressers doing, you know, the project runway thing. I have no interest in that. Neither did I. <laughs> but you know, it's Sunday afternoon, I'm flicking around, I'm like, oh, what's happened to Jacqueline Smith? She doesn't look any different. Oh <laughs> she can't move her face. <laughs> Oh, she caught Paul Hogan's disease. <laughs> she did. I think maybe they were snipping at the back of her head and they oh. had to stitch it all back up. But, uh, yeah, it's they. It's hilarious. They made them go, and the last one I watched, they had to go into a mall and cut people's hair and then make them give them money. And whoever had the most money at the end of you know the lunch hour in the mall won. And they were allowed to set their own prices. Now, if you saw a collection of freaks and Jacqueline Smith with scissors in a mall... <laughs> And they said, come on, <laughs> pay me to cut your hair. Wouldn't you run screaming from the building? Yes. I mean, I don't like to get my hair cut at the Westwood at the best of times. <laughs> and I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone by people in the middle, like where they normally have the book sale or the remainder clothes. <laughs> no, we've got, some, we've got Jacqueline stuff, Smith and some hairdressers. People, the, the stuff that's put out there that is so bad that people can steal it and they won't run yeah, after they you. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> If we sell three of these things, we're making a profit on everything. <laughs> Have you watched any of Flipping Out, which is uh, also uh, on the Foxtel? He's the he's the angry. Um, he's he's the house yeah, the, redecorator. Yeah, the the mm. uh, obsessive compulsive house redecorator. House redecorator who yells at his mate. <laughs> he is the, the show is. At first, I thought it was just going to be uh, a, a crazy man screaming a lot. Mm. Uh, and then uh, also fixing up houses and selling them. Yeah. But it's actually quite an interesting look into this man's psychosis. Yeah, he's mad. He really is mad. And and from a from a psychology point of view, it's a really interesting show. Because it's it's not unlike that other that other other hairdresser one where the guy would was in the salon and he was mad and screaming at people. Uh, it's a don't don't mess with the Zohan. No. <laughs> No, it was like that. But <laughs> on a wire. No, the guy, he was the brother. Shampoo. He was the brother of the woman from the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and they once crossed over into each other's reality series. Robin oh. Anton and something Anton. Oh, no. It's, yeah. Uh, you're not thinking of Sunset Tan. No. Oh, I love that one too. <laughs> and Miami Inc. Oh. <laughs> no, do you know what my favourite reality show at the moment? I know people probably hate reality, but I'm mad for Project Runway Australia. It's Project Runway Australia. What is going on with that man's mouth? <gasps> Freaky. <laughs> he talks it. You know how some people talk like they've got, you know, Bell's palsy or a stroke or something. And they'll talk out of the side of their mouth. Yep. He talks out of both sides of his mouth. Yep. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he used to work at, the, at Moomba and was, <laughs> someone was shoving balls in his mouth to win money. <laughs> no, it's because, it's, you know, whenever they do an Australian version of an American reality show, the one thing that goes missing is the nastiness. 
Like, they're yes. not mean to each other. Like, you know, you watch oh, So You Think You Can Dance, and it's like, oh, we're just such a great group, and they're so good, and everyone deserves to win, and everyone's nice, and blah, blah, blah. Australia's next top model, Adam. Yeah, they're a bit mean to each other because they're hungry, obnerved strippers. That's true. But, <laughs> but no, they're really actively quite cruel backstage, these people. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I don't know what she's thinking. She's such a frump. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. it's it's And some of the designers are really good. Yeah. There are, there are two guys who were paired up last week uh, who I think are actually going to win. Uh, they're... Uh, they're they're pretty good. Which ones were that? Was that Oren That's and Brent? Brent and no, not Oren. Brent and Shane. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen tonight's episode, have you? No, no. Good. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I live in the world of preview discs. <laughs> well, I I knew you. Let's Oren just say knows. one of them's going home. Right. But last week, oh my god, Oren invented a new word, and I cannot stop using it. He said about Helen, he said, Oh my God, you know, she's just using strategy and I can't stand it. <laughs> strategy! Strategy! How good is strategy? What's in it, then it's in it, then it's, it's strategy! strategy. <laughs> it's a strategy that's tragic. I it's, love it! It's strategy. excellent. <laughs> and that brings us to the end. Really? Of Box Cutters episode 142. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really, oh. I really want to do one that's less than 110 minutes. Now, how much of a Or rip- even an hour how 10. Much, <laughs> how much of a rip-off for uh, the voters of Big Brother is it that the racist won? I don't know. They, uh, they, didn't they vote for her? Isn't that how it worked? They, they, they voted her out. Yeah, and then they voted and, her... And they put her back in. No, the people didn't vote like her the producer, out. The, the housemates voted the her house out. The housemates voted her out. Did they? So yeah. the nation didn't vote her out. No. But still, she was out. Yeah. She was out. Just when you Still thought she was out. Just when you thought she was out. Yeah. They pulled it her was back a, in. It was a strategy. It was a <laughs> strategy. It's and, excellent. And Kyle and Jackie O did really lean on the voting numbers on the on the final night. By they had the, the numbers up and it was like, Oh, looks like Rory's gonna win and Ben's gonna be the first one out and Nana's in the middle and they went, We will not show you these numbers again. We will have the figures but we won't have the faces with them, so you must vote now. And then about twenty five minutes, half an hour later, when um some producer obviously realised that Nana wasn't gonna win, they put the figures up again. <laughs> But this time, Ben was going to win, and Rory was going to get voted out, and Nana was still in the middle. <laughs> and then she won. Right. Dodgy. Strategy. Shenanigans. It was a full strategy. It was total strategy. <laughs> that does bring us to the end of Box Cutters, episode 142. I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. The quiz will be coming back as soon as we get a re-up of prizes. Yes, indeed. But they also give us prizes, well, gifts, to give our guests. Oh, get out! And uh, I've got a glamour bag, the Western Lawn here. Oh. Just because you, you love a crumpler, Adam Richard. I do love a crumpler, and my last one's gotten mouldy. You've had it for a, a long, long time. Let's not just say that and, crumpler And keeping the peaches mold. in there. Yeah, keeping the peaches in no, there. You've, you've had that crumpler bag for pretty much as long as I've known you. I took it to Edinburgh in 1998. Right. I bought it for the specific purpose. It's uh, it's it's done you it's, it's done you well. It has done you well. Yes. The, the bags last extraordinarily, and you long. can hose them out if they go mouldy. I've done that before. Ah, mm. but then you got to let them dry properly, otherwise they'll just go mouldy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't let the cat weigh in it. No, it's but funny. Justin Hamilton told us that uh, that they do keep off a six year old's wee. <gasps> Get out! A six year old girl weed on his on a plane, and uh, just rinsed free. That's fantastic. 
It's, they're excellent. You can find them on the web at crumpler.com.au. I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast Bye. each and every week. Uh, you can catch them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 megahertz on the FM dial if you're in the Melbourne metropolitan area. And keep your ears out for their Radiothon coming up. Ah, they'll, they'll be doing that again, and they, uh, they support us very well, and uh, we hope that... As a fan of this show, you will support them. Also, as a fan of this show, uh, would you please just go on to wherever you cast your pod <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and and write a review because it will help other people find this podcast. That's if you enjoyed the show. If you didn't enjoy the show, keep your mouth shut. No one wants to hear your No, opinions. tell other people. I love to watch stuff that's bad. Oh, well, tell Adam. Yeah. Tell Adam. Also, what well, uh, is that? Uh, give us a comment. Give some feedback on the blog. Yeah, the brand sparkling new designs blog. It's pretty shiny. It is shiny. It is pretty. So yes, uh, give us some feedback. You can leave a comment there, and uh, also there's a talk to box cutters button that will send us an email. But if you're email proficient and you know how to spell hooray, <laughs> you can also email us hooray at boxcutters.net. Yep. In fact, anything at boxcutters.net will get it. Uh, Even well, if you spell hooray wrongly. Brett will get it. I won't get it. I'll, you'll, I'll you'll get it. pass it on. Yeah, okay, Brett yeah, will pass yeah. it on. But anyway, <laughs> so hooray at boxcutters.net is the email address. I want to say a very special thanks to Mr. Adam Richard. Oh, thank you. Also known in the press as Adam Richards. Yes, and the fabulous. And the fabulous Adam Richard. And the mad- Do you wish you had three first names? You'd be um, like Philip Michael Thomas. <laughs> Well, you know, they are first names. Let's not pretend. It's like George Michael. I know. I have an, an unpronounceable woggy surname. Ah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Until next week. My name is Josh Canal. I'm Anne-Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.